1: You're watching Global BC. This is Global News Hour at 6.
2: Good evening and thanks for joining us. Chris is off this week. An aggressive confrontation at a lower mainland nail salon is going viral tonight. The disagreement between a customer and staff escalating to the point where the customer was locked inside and police were called. Ted Trinecki explains what happened and what consumers need to know.
0: You can fix my nail, or I'm not fing paying. These are god awful ugly.
1: From the category, is this really necessary?
0: They're all different lengths. Look at this one what compared like to this one. Why are you coming? Your nail very really ugly.
1: A dispute over the quality of the manicure spiraled out of control in Chilliwack. Get out of my way! You can hear There were punches thrown, scratching, and screaming. The salon owner locking all the doors until the customer paid the full $76 and not half as she offered.
3: And then I called the police right away and then the police say, okay, everything done in the side. Don't go let her go outside. Because uh, the police said, yeah, the police said, yeah, hold her in.
1: and video wars. Staff inside the salon recording while the customer calls her stepfather who arrives with a family friend They're beating her up. to record their own version.
4: I am the cops are
1: way. She was just saying help me, help me and just in
4: total distress and she just wanted out of there. Banging on the window, my, my friend Fred was banging on the window, kicking the door trying to get in and videotaping the whole thing and, okay. and uh,
1: they just they wouldn't let her out, they wouldn't let her out. Open the door. How- while the owner claims police told her to lock the doors, consumer rights advocates say a business has no right to lock anyone inside. And the complainant had every right to refuse to pay if she honestly believed the service was inadequate. And if you've got something that you don't like, you, uh, you're you pretty stupid if you just take it and uh, be quiet and walk, walk away from it. But cooler heads needed to prevail. The customer was not obligated to pay, but she needed to leave contact information so the business could take legal action. Why would you spend $10,000 chasing $200? Or in this case, spend thousands to chase $38. Financially, that's all this was about. Ted Schnack, Global News
2: happening now a bad accident causing delays for westbound traffic out of abbotsford the crash happened around four this afternoon on highway one westbound after after road and it created a serious backlog of drivers many of them long weekend travelers trying to get home the accident has since been cleared but some delays remain in the area Family and friends of a young man gunned down over the weekend are speaking out tonight about their devastating loss. Police calling 19-year-old Gagandeep Singh Dhaliwal's murder a targeted hit. But Grace Key tells us why his loss is particularly difficult for many in the Sikh community in Abbotsford.
5: Just 19 years old, Gagandeep Singh Dhaliwal is the latest victim of gun violence. Throughout the day, friends paid their respects to his family. Jazkar Singh Dhaliwal knew Gagandeep since he was born and is shocked by the news. They were sitting in the garage and chatting.
1: Yeah, and one uh, of their friend was there. All of a sudden, like they had someone came over and
5: shooting them. On Saturday, Gagandeep and his family returned to their Abbotsford home after attending a wedding reception. He called his 15-year-old cousin to come over. At about 11.30 at night, they were both in the garage when someone approached them and opened fire.
6: There were three gunshots. After that, a lot of screaming.
1: And I seen them jump over the neighbor's fence and then run to a car and then they took off. I heard a car
7: basically peel out about 30 seconds after the gunshots. <laughs>
5: Family members rushed to their sides. Both were taken to hospital. Gagandeep did not survive. His cousin is expected to recover. Gagandeep didn't have a criminal record. He was known to police but didn't have many interactions with them. Investigators believe it was a targeted hit.
7: Um, right now it's a little early to tell whether it's gang or drug related or whether it was just a personal
0: conflict with somebody. Um, those are all things that we're going to look into.
5: Gagandeep's family are active members of Abbotsford Sikh community. His father is the former president of the Kelsa Dewan Society.
1: I was really shocked, you know, 19-year-old and, and for the community it's really sad, you know.
5: Friends say Gagandeep was an electrical apprentice working six days a week and he came from a good family.
1: We are still figuring like what happened, what was wrong because uh, his family tried hardest to keep him on track.
5: No arrests have been made yet. Grace
2: Key, Global News. The RCMP need your help to find a 15-year-old who's been missing for more than a week now. Sam Amato was last seen July 27th near 92nd Avenue and 125th Street. He hasn't been heard from since. Amato is 5'10 and 145 pounds. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Police and family are concerned for his health and well-being as it's out of character for him to be out of touch for this long. Anyone with information is asked to call police. The fire danger rating is climbing higher in the province. Take a look, a look at the latest outlook from the BC Wildfire Service. Much of the province orange and red right now, which means high to extreme danger. Catherine Urquhart has a closer look at where wildfires are posing the most concern and the relief arriving to
8: help weary crews. As several hundred residents of Telegraph Creek and Elbow Lake evacuated their homes, this was the scene behind them. The sky bright red as flames continued to advance. Residents were relocated to nearby communities, including Dease Lake. So burning in the far northwest is the Alkali Lake fire. Um, that one has
3: caused the evacuation of a community called Telegraph Creek. So certainly a high priority fire, fire right now,
8: um, currently estimated around 4,000
3: hectares in size.
8: An evacuation alert remains in place for about 900 properties near Karameas, where the snowy mountain blaze measures approximately 12,000 hectares. It has quadrupled in size since last week and is the largest wildfire burning in B.C.
3: We have approximately 100 firefighters on this incident right now and they are supported by a fleet of helicopters and heavy equipment. The helicopters are helping our ground crews bucketing and the heavy equipment are helping our ground crews place containment lines in which they can get a bit of an edge on the fire and get a perimeter around there of fuel free in order to stop the fire's
8: advance. South of Princeton, the Placer Mountain fire stretches across more than 2,000 hectares but is now 90% contained. Crews in the air and on the ground are busy tackling this wildfire in the Nanaimo Lakes area. It's about 75 hectares. Hot and dry conditions are making it challenging for firefighters. It is very hot, very dry, so
3: that will be uh, challenging for crews and that it can increase the fire activity somewhat. Uh, but winds have been generally light, so uh, this fire isn't wind-driven as much as some fires can be when the winds are really blowing.
8: As a precaution, some local campsites have been evacuated
7: there was crispy charred leaves dropping on, uh, on, on the campground and we uh, kept looking at our tents to make sure there weren't, <laughs> weren't any embers to them and melting anything.
8: International crews are now arriving here to help fight our wildfires. 60 from Mexico, another 60 from New Zealand and more are due to arrive from Australia. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
2: And meteorologist Christy Gordon joins us now with a look at today's hot spots. And Christy, how
0: long this heat wave is expected to last? So parts of the lower mainland hit 31, 32 degrees. Even near the water where it was a little cooler, with the humidity, it still felt like 30 degrees. Now, we broke about a dozen records across the province today. Here are four of them, including Vancouver, that hit 29.4 degrees. Now, the heat is expected to last for the next four days, right through until Thursday or Friday, where Saturday will really feel the relief. Now, Environment Canada has chosen to issue a special weather statement versus a heat warning for Metro Vancouver. When I come back, I'll explain why. All right, thanks, Christy. A new twist in an unbelievable
2: story about a North Vancouver woman flouting city and strata bylaws renting out her townhouse online as a hostel. Two more former long-term tenants are coming forward with horror stories. When they'd had enough, both claim the owner unfairly kept their damage deposit. But as Aaron MacArthur reports, they feel they have limited options to do anything about it.
4: The pictures speak for themselves. Beds in the hallway, at the bottom of the stairs. Bunk beds stacked on top of each other. Smallish bedrooms, home to as many as eight people. Absolutely no choice. It was either here or a homeless shelter. For Darian Horwood, a bed and a place he could call his own were enough to overlook some of the issues. But after a few months, things started to go downhill. More people moved in. He wanted out. But the landlord, Emily Yu, wouldn't give him his damage deposit back.
9: She started uh, s- uh, saying that I was stealing stuff, spreading rumours, constantly yelling at me. It was, it was very, very
4: stressful. You didn't feel like doing an interview on camera today, but she did respond to her questions via email, saying she had no choice but to keep the damage deposit, saying the damage Darian did to the suite was more than $3,000, going so far as to send him a notice from her lawyer... Demanding payment
7: when I was living there. it was a lot of sleepless
4: nights. It's very noisy. It's very messy Another former tenant Josh Riley moved in on the promise of affordable mountain views and instead got a mattress in the basement next to the furnace When he moved out the list of damages outweighed his deposit
7: She just postpones and pushes it off and then adds more and more and essentially bullies them into submission because again like we can't afford legally.
4: The people renting in places like the Oasis are often young in vulnerable situations faced with few options. The provincial government is promising help.
5: The residential tenancy act is it's old it's antiquated it's outdated and it's frankly been ignored for far too long.
4: Rentals continue at the Oasis both short-term and long-term tenants trying to find a bargain while governments try to find a way to enforce the rules. That have been up until now all but ignored. Aaron MacArthur, Global News.
2: It's a challenge many BC businesses are facing a shortage of workers. And it's so bad for a popular bagel chain that it's closing one of its locations temporarily. A sign on the Solly's Bagelry in the 2800 block of West Broadway says it'll be closed for the next two to three weeks due to the difficulty in finding staff. Solly's is looking to hire part-time and full-time staff and says it hopes to be back up and running soon, especially with Rosh Hashanah right around the corner.
8: I don't know if a new generation has
2: just come to the workforce, but there seem to be fewer Canadians wanting to do the, what we called uh, the, the
8: retail jobs, the support jobs, the low-skilled labour jobs, and we... Um, we're just not getting lineups of people like we used to."
2: Right now though, a warning once again tonight about the dangers that come with seeking that perfect picture. This after a tourist tumbled over a waterfall north of Kelowna over the weekend. Global's Megan Tarcado shows us just how lucky the man was that he wasn't killed.
3: Fintry Falls near Okanagan Lake is as picturesque as it is popular but one Alberta man's photography efforts this weekend ended in a rescue mission after he fell over the waterfall.
9: He was at the bottom of about a 130-foot waterfall. And uh, the story that we got was that he was up at the top and he was trying to take a photo with his cell phone and he dropped the phone and tried to grab it and went over the edge.
3: According to Vernon's search and rescue, the Calgary man hit some rocks on the way down, possibly slowing his fall before he landed in a pool of water.
9: He should go buy a whole bunch of lottery tickets, Uh, very lucky. Um, He literally fell about 130 feet, Uh, and it's a vertical fall. Um, And he shouldn't have survived, Uh, but he survived with really no injuries.
3: And while he was in remarkably good condition, considering the fall he took, he was also stuck on a ledge, search and rescue, and firefighters worked together to bring the man out.
9: invited everybody to his camp for a beer, (laughs) which we unfortunately had to turn down. Uh, but he was pretty happy.
3: But it's far from the only waterfall rescue in B.C. this summer. The B.C. Search and Rescue Association says there have been six waterfall incidents in the province. Indeed, in the very same area in June, a man had to be rescued with a helicopter after trying to climb up from the waterfall pools to the trail and getting stuck.
10: Oh yeah, I was terrified. It was... um yeah, there is so much adrenaline. Uh, my legs are shaking. My legs are rubbery. My hands are shaking. It was hard to climb.
3: The advice from Search and Rescue plan ahead for trip safety. And in this weekend's case,
9: probably not worth the risk to get that perfect photo.
2: Megan Dracado, Global News, near Vernon. Fresh off his appearance in Vancouver's Pride Parade Sunday, the Prime Minister was touting unity at BC Day celebrations in Penticton.
6: One, two, three.
2: Trudeau was met by a mostly enthusiastic crowd at Gyro Park, although a handful of anti-pipeline protesters could be seen behind a security fence. The Prime Minister using his first public appearance in Penticton to deliver a speech from the band shell to thousands enjoying the holiday picnic
7: this is a moment for us to gather together and really remember that all the views, all the different perspectives out there uh, come together in one deep conviction, that we are working together to build stronger communities, a stronger B.C. and a stronger country.
2: Trudeau not commenting, however, on news that Saudi Arabia is expelling Canada's ambassador, and freezing all new trade deals. The diplomatic dispute comes after Ottawa criticized the Islamic Kingdom's human rights record. Global's Jeff Semple has more on the highly unusual move by the Saudis and how Canada is responding.
11: Canada's foreign affairs minister says she's not backing down.
5: We have consistently spoken out for women's rights, including in Saudi Arabia.
11: The war of words with Saudi Arabia began with a tweet from Christian Freeland's office on Friday. Global Affairs posted this, urging the Saudi authorities to immediately release all peaceful human rights activists, including Naseema al-Sada and her brother, blogger Raif Badawi, jailed since 2015. Badawi's wife and three children live in Quebec, and his case has sparked demonstrations around the world. But while criticism of the Saudis' human rights record is hardly unusual, the response from the kingdom this time sent shockwaves across the globe. Calling it an attack on their country, the Saudis announced they were freezing all future trade deals and expelling Canada's ambassador. The state-run broadcaster even announced the kingdom was pulling thousands of Saudi students out of Canadian schools. The move is just the latest example of an increasingly aggressive and unpredictable Saudi crown prince. Mohammed bin Salman had cast himself as a reformer. He recently lifted the ban on women drivers, but then simultaneously arrested women's rights activists. And foreign countries have also found themselves in the crown prince's diplomatic crosshairs, including Qatar and Lebanon.
2: Canada is easy to pick on. It's easy to sever the ties with Canada. It's not going to affect Saudi Arabia very much.
11: What could affect Saudi Arabia is if Canada's allies came to its defence. But the oil-rich Sunni nation is a strategic and lucrative ally for many Western countries. And that's unlikely to change anytime soon. Jeff Semple, Global News, London.
2: A major explosion on a highway in northern Italy kills at least one and injures 70 others. Authorities say the explosion was caused when a tanker containing flammable material, said to be liquefied gas, was involved in an accident on a highway overpass. As a result, that section of highway partially collapsed. That set off secondary explosions in a parking lot below. Now to that disaster in paradise, at least 98 people are dead after a 6.9 magnitude earthquake rocked two of Indonesia's popular resort islands. Thousands of tourists are still stranded as a desperate search continues for those still missing.
12: Exodus from an earthquake, extraordinary scenes on a vacation beach, hundreds trying to escape, boats overwhelmed. They'd survived this, a one-minute-long deadly quake felt by millions that sent many running for their lives, here as a ceiling collapses. Oh, my God, the earth is shaking. Oh, my God, things are dropping.
8: The started falling down on us, rocks and rubble, and then just everyone running to get away.
12: Among the tourists, John Legend and his wife, Chrissy Teigen. She tweeted, Bali, trembling, so long before running to high ground with their children. Not long after the earthquake, another shock, a tsunami warning. It was literally, everyone started running to the hills.
7: My dad made me climb on the onto the roof of the
12: house. Thousands of buildings weakened by another deadly quake last week collapsed. Scores of locals died. Tens of thousands are homeless tonight. Officials warning, the death toll will rise. Bill Neely, NBC News.
2: Now to the wildfire battle in California, where more than a dozen continue to burn tonight. The worst is the huge Mendocino Complex fire in the northern part of the state. But today, new battles erupting for firefighters. A wildfire in the Holy Jim Canyon area of Orange County growing fast after it sparked this afternoon. The brush fire tearing through a part of the Cleveland National Forest that hasn't burned in nearly four decades. In a matter of hours, the fire scorched almost three hectares in near triple-digit heat and minimal wind. At least one building was destroyed. New developments tonight in an alleged assassination attempt in Venezuela. Six people are under arrest, accused of trying to kill that country's president with a drone armed with explosives. What happened is still in dispute, but U.S. officials say the threat from drones is a very real one.
10: As Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro speaks at a military event, suddenly a loud boom. His security detail swarms and hustles him away while soldiers in the streets scatter in panic. It's still unclear what happened, but Maduro's government says this video shows it was an attempt to kill him using drones carrying plastic explosives. With more than one million drones now registered in the U.S., American security experts worry that terrorists or criminals could use them to fly over physical security on the ground at political or sporting events here.
7: Unfortunately, we live in a world today where anyone can buy a drone online for a few hundred dollars and outfit it with some small explosives and use it in an attack.
10: In 2013, German police watched helplessly as a drone flew directly at Chancellor Angela Merkel and crashed into the stage. The U.S. military now uses commercially made systems to disable ISIS drones. Some track and shoot them down. Others send out electronic signals to disrupt them, causing them to fall to the ground. In the Netherlands, police have taught birds to grab drones in flight and take them away. But none of those methods are deployed here. The government says current law prevents even testing counter drone technology in the U.S. The Department of Homeland Security is pressing Congress to change laws that restrict interfering with aircraft, which is how drones are classified, and the radio frequencies that control them. Terrorists overseas now use hobbyist drones to drop bombs, and U.S. officials say they need permission to try to prevent that from happening here. Pete Williams, NBC News, Washington.
2: A new and deadly wave of violence erupted in Chicago over the weekend. At least 66 people were shot and a dozen killed in just 54 hours. One of the victims, a young girl, caught in the crossfire.
6: Janae Patterson was 17, out at a party, when police say two gunmen opened fire. My baby just left the house. 20 minutes later, I get a call stating my baby got shot. Patterson, shot in the face, died on a city street. Five others also wounded, including an 11-year-old boy. My baby did not deserve this. She did everything she's supposed to do as a teenager. Chaos outside a hospital, shocked and grieving relatives from the mostly black and Latino neighborhoods plagued by gang violence, waiting for word about loved ones. Today, city leaders insisting overall gun violence is down 17% and urged residents to do more to help. We as a city, In every corner, have an
13: accountability and a responsibility. If you know who did this, be a neighbor, speak up.
6: But police are also facing growing complaints. The violence goes unpunished. More than 80% of murders go unsolved, according to a Chicago Sun-Times analysis. No suspects arrested yet in this weekend's shootings. I think it's overwhelming. Um, It's too many of our young kids passing away. In what many see as two Chicagos, people living with the violence last week shut down a major highway, Lakeshore Drive, so the middle class and other neighborhoods feel their pain, too. She was the sweetest, sweetest little girl ever in the world. The pain of a mother now planning her teenage daughter's funeral instead of her senior year in high school. Ron Allen, NBC News
2: singer Demi Lovato issuing her first public statements since being hospitalized for an overdose. Lovato released this statement on her Instagram, saying she has learned addiction doesn't disappear and it's an illness she has yet to overcome. She goes on to thank her fans, family and team for their support, along with the staff at Cedars-Sinai Hospital in Los Angeles saying she now needs time to heal and focus on her sobriety. It was her first public comment since the July 24th overdose at her home in the Hollywood Hills. Patrick Stewart is boldly going where, well, where he's gone before.
1: If the cause is just and honorable, they are prepared to give their lives. And exterminate something that
2: may patrick stewart may has been tapped be to, to headline a new star no trek, trek, trek series he'll be reprising his next generation character captain jean-luc picard the new series is not a reboot but it will tell the story of the next chapter of picard's life no title or air date has been revealed at this point in health matters tonight a new study finds women are more likely to survive a heart attack if they're treated by a female physician. The analysis from Harvard is based on outcomes of more than a half million heart attack patients in Florida since 1991. Death rates for female patients with male doctors were higher than those with female doctors. Heart disease can impact men and women differently, and experts suspect female doctors may have a better understanding of how women react during a heart attack.
1: You're watching Global News Hour at 6.
2: Well as far as weddings go, this was the perfect pitch. Hillary and Andy from Tawasin met on the baseball field and yesterday they returned there to tie the knot. Now, Only time will tell if their love of baseball is stronger than their love for each other.
5: Uh, playing ball? Yeah, yeah, at this tournament a few years ago.
2: Let's see, you guys, how long have you known? Uh, Four years?
1: Your daughter actually
5: got married in the
0: beer garden. She did. She did. Wow. These are my classy parents. Very yeah. nice. <laughs> yeah, hell. Everybody kept saying congratulations and we figured it was on going into the finals 4-0 through the round robin, but who knows, maybe it was the wedding. Priorities.
6: I'm not going to give a big mus- mushy speech because if my sister wanted that, she wouldn't have gotten married in the beer garden. <laughs> she would have gotten married somewhere classier, like the parking lot of a dairy queen. <laughs>
0: First priority even over the wedding, I think, is is to win. This is our Christmas. And we did. And we did. First time in three years, we've come third the last two years. Yeah.
6: I haven't won this
11: tournament yet. This is the first time.
0: Seriously? Yeah. Shit. We have a honeymoon. Yeah. So we're both big runners. Uh, and we're going to Switzerland to race a 90K through the Swiss Alps uh, and,
5: and see how that
12: goes. Who's getting married
3: next
6: year?
8: He's okay. But I got old and had to
3: settle and he was there, so
6: I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: Well, it's something you sometimes see at a sporting event. A streaker takes to the field, and while they often end up being banned from the ballpark, in this case, it could be a lot worse for this guy. We'll tell you why right after Christy's forecast. (laughs) All right, meteorologist Christy Gordon joins us with a look at the forecast. What a great shot.
0: Yes, I wanted to show you this. We'll be talking about the heat, everyone, and when you may see the relief. Um, Coquitlam yesterday, great shot from Mike. He tweeted this at me, and uh, I've never actually seen a cloud cover uh, or cloud formation like this. I talked to a couple other meteorologists, and neither have they, but it is a serious cloud, but the formation itself, it looks like it's been rolled out with a rolling pin. Very cool. Thanks to Mike for that one, and I had someone else send me this. Lauren Court sent us this from uh, Burnaby. She took that. So, very cool. If you saw it as well, from any in the lower mainland, please send me your photo. I'm very curious because it is so interesting. All right, let's talk about the heat warning. The heat warning's in place for inland sections of Vancouver Island, East Coast as well, Howe Sound, and the inland portions of the North Coast and Central Coast, but... A special weather statement has been issued for all of these areas as well. The reason why the special weather statement is because uh, the heat warning hasn't been, uh, we're not quite there yet with those temperatures. So Environment Canada is going to reassess the temperatures again tomorrow and may very likely issue heat warnings for all of these areas as well. The other thing that they're watching, though, is the temperatures overnight aren't going to be quite as warm as what we would get typically in a heat warning. So we may be getting some relief at night Uh, in these areas and so it may not quite reach a heat warning criteria and that's because the nights are getting a little bit longer now that we're on into August a bit but nonetheless highs ranging from 29 away from the water to 40 degrees in through the southern interior tomorrow through Friday so very hot and you definitely want to stay hydrated maybe spend some time in an air conditioning uh, store or something like that if you don't have access to air conditioning. It's one way to stay cool for maybe an hour in the uh, afternoon. Air quality advisory in place for much of the province and that's because we currently have 21 fires of note across the province and it is so dry. Look at all of the areas highlighted in the bright red. Much of Vancouver Island, central interior regions and we have no rain until Saturday and even at that it's only very little rain and it comes with lightning. There's your forecast everyone. Northwest some showers but everywhere south hot dry temperatures in the low to mid 30s for the southern interior your hottest day will be wednesday or days will be wednesday thursday and friday south coast region starting tomorrow and we'll see that right through until thursday it will be hot friday and into saturday a slight chance of showers especially saturday at this point great shot for you Uh, From Vancouver, this is when the uh, Korea uh, fireworks were going on on Saturday. So, it was a very good show.
2: Mm -hmm. Thank you, Christy. Well, thousands of Blue Jays fans crossing the border this long weekend for Saturday's game against the Seattle Mariners. Was it? Mariners. Yeah, no, it was a triple header, wasn't it?
7: No, no, they had four. Yeah, well, Thursday and Sunday. That's what I mean. Okay.
2: Squires right here. Uh, Against the Mariners, as we mentioned earlier, there was a little added entertainment. Is that entertaining or is it just troubling? Depends. Depends (laughs) on your view. A streaker who reportedly is an Irish citizen living in Vancouver could be facing stiff punishment for this move. He took it all off, running around the outfield during the ninth inning. Eventually, as you can see, security tackled him and took him off the field. But he may be kicked out of more than just the ballpark. There are reports he might be forced to return to Ireland depending on how his legal situation plays out. And it was
8: all for, apparently,
2: an $80 bet.
7: Well, you know, some people do anything for money. <laughs> um, so he wins the bet, I guess. Yes. Well, he won the bet, yes. The thing is, I, I, I guess, you know, the thing about streaking, it's like a hockey fight. Like, people always say, oh, there shouldn't be fights in hockey. Yet, very few, if nobody ever gets up and leaves because they're disgusted right. by hockey. It's the same thing. The crowd goes crazy for some reason when someone takes mm-hmm. off their clothes and runs on the field. Nobody yeah. leaves.
2: no. And nobody actually covers their eyes, even though they yeah. oh, they, no, they, glance, no they, they claim, no, they all whip out their phones. <laughs>
7: yeah, it's kind of like, wait, wait. it's it's, mm-hmm. its sort of like it's the car accident thing. You go by, you don't want to admit to a, look look at a car away. wreck, you, but you can look away. Well, it's almost brain surgery.
2: I think he wants us to listen to him. Listen to me. Well, I am, am going to listen to you. Yeah. Oh, You're going to be right you. next to me saying words. Now. I wanted to say
7: one more thing about the streaker. <laughs> I, I, it just, it crossed my mind. You know, after years later, when people who've been to that game talk about the game, what will they remember? The hit in the seventh inning? The great strikeout in the fifth inning? No, they'll remember the guy running naked across the outfield in the ninth.
2: Especially this guy, because the story just keeps going on. Oh, yeah,
7: keeps going on. (laughs) He didn't keep going on, but the story keeps going on. Um, There's a lot of stories in the Naked City.
2: I feel like there might have been a hangover the next day. Uh, For more than one reason. Yeah.
7: Uh, The job of an offensive lineman is part bulldozer and part secret service. You gotta knock people out of the way for your ball carrier and you have to make sure your quarterback doesn't get knocked out of the game. And now that Travis Lule is back as the Lions starting quarterback, the protection part for the offensive line is even more important because as we all know, Travis has been fragile a bit these past few years, but the Lions offensive line has done the job. As we said, they might not be winning as much as they'd like, but at least Travis Lule has been able to walk off the field pretty much unscathed.
10: So Travis Luley, back-to-back 300-yard games. The main reason Travis Luley and the Lions offense is starting to come to life is the work of these guys. BC's offensive line hasn't given up a sack in back-to-back games and just won over the Lions' last
11: 12 quarters of football. What are they doing that we don't see, that you see on the line of scrimmage? When those five guys are working together, if you do get leakage from one guy, I can slide to another open spot. It's when one when two guys are getting beat and you try to move and there's nowhere to go. That's a big difference. And you saw this last week in, in Calgary, for example, on, on some second and long plays. There, they got a good pass rush, but one guy kind of slips. I can slide and step up through the pocket. I mean, that makes a huge difference when there's one guy to move around rather than the pocket being collapsed. So
10: Quarterbacks get that split second or two to make those crucial completions. And running backs get huge holes to scamper through into the end zone. And who do fans shower their attention on the most? It's the guy in the end zone, not that five man offensive unit who made all of this possible.
11: Um, We want to guard there every week and be dominant every week. And we we want our passes to do the talking. It's just, you know, how we go about our day. We just want to be aggressive. We want to keep, you know, Lule. clean and um, give him time to throw the ball and i know he's gonna do special things maybe what doesn't show up as much as is, is guys finishing blocks uh in the run game seeing you know seeing fig roll up on a guy eight ten yards beyond the line of scrimmage or on the short yardage plays we've been pretty good on short yardage stuff and it's because those guys firing out and getting upfield and so uh pay attention it's fun to watch at the end of the day you know we don't get shine for that it's, it's it's the guys who score touchdowns there. but at the same time those guys know you know, why those things happen, you know, and it starts with the core of the offensive line and, you know, communication and, you know, getting those guys the ball. Well,
7: this is the busiest time of year for the Whitecaps. Five games in just over two weeks. It started last Saturday when they got that 2-2 tie against New York FC at Yankee Stadium. And that tie was not expected for a number of reasons. New York had most of the play. The Whitecaps started a lineup that did not include Kai Kamara, Kendall Waston, Christian Teixeira, Jordy Reina, or Alfonso Davies, although Davies and Reyna did come in as subs. Wednesday, game one, first of two of the Canadian Championship final against Toronto. The Whitecaps say they will use a lineup with frontline players for that one because they want to win this Canadian Championship. They won it once in 2015. Okay, speaking of Canadians. Center court, and this is again. He plays tennis and he babysits. babysits. Milos Ronic, Well, it's what extra money. In? It's extra money for sure. Because tennis it.
2: players aren't paid very well. No,
7: really. no, not as really. <laughs> much Pretty impressive. Uh, Ronic so, against uh, David tighter. Goffin,
9: oh, okay. as you can see. Uh, Ronich, do. a short ball
7: you don't tie your step step shoe thing. better. We're just going to get you Velcro straps. Oh four. no! First-round action at the Rogers, and Ronic... Facing a number ten ranked player, but Ronich is a very good unranked player at this event. Won the first set six fun. to three. Spot like that, I mean, that's too good. That was and then impressive. second set. Oh, second. Beautiful oh, yeah. finishes things off here, and he's on to round number two. As long as he stays healthy, he's one of the best in the world. Okay remember Neymar at the uh, World Carlos Cup
2: I do. Is this Carlos what?
7: Gomez's homage to Neymar uh I mean he, w- he was hit by the oh, pitch come but on. not like that I think this was more of a joke though watch one here you'll get a sense of it. it was really more a hit his shirt than anything else and then he was well I guess he, yeah watch <laughs> <laughs> could be a job as a stuntman when his careers overseas oh there, goodness. Goodness. <laughs>
2: there you go I should be very Neymar (laughs) like. I have sitcom theme songs from the 80s in your head, stuck in my head.
7: Want to go on Jeopardy? It's like a
2: mashup now. Let's
7: go on Jeopardy.
2: So, this is why her acting career will no doubt bring back a flood of memories and leave you with an earworm. (laughs) Veteran actress Charlotte Wright, best known for her role as Mrs. Garrett on the facts of life, has passed away. She'd been battling cancer for several years and passed away in L.A. on Sunday.
13: This morning, family and fans are mourning the loss of one of Hollywood's most beloved comedic actresses, Charlotte Ray. She's best known as the bubbly, good-natured Mrs. Garrett on two popular 1980s sitcoms. At first, stealing hearts as the quick-witted housekeeper on Different Strokes. I'm going to a
0: fancy party Saturday night. You going out with a gentleman? I'll find out when he drives me
13: home. And later in a spin-off, the red-headed comedian becoming a household name as the house mother on the facts of life, looking after a group of troubled teenagers at a prestigious private school for girls.
0: Sometimes I wonder what you girls do when I'm not here.
13: (laughs) Born in Milwaukee in 1926, Ray started her 60-year career as a stand-up comic in the 1950s. It
9: all started when I was just a child. I developed a terrible, terrible habit. Eating. I don't mean eating, I mean eating.
13: She went on to work in television, appearing in the hit show Car 54, Where Are You? She worked steadily on the small screen through the 60s and 70s on a wide range of shows, even making an appearance on Sesame Street as Molly the Mail Lady. Mm-hmm. Molly. Ray also appeared on the big screen, including Woody Allen's 1971 movie Bananas. A place you gotta go for all you want. But it was her iconic Mrs. Garrett on the Facts of Life that many fans will remember most. The part earning her an Emmy nomination for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series in 1982. The show even giving Hollywood superstar George Clooney his first big break. Ray reflecting on the role that made her a star saying in a 1982 interview that she did not want Mrs. Garrett to be perfect. I want to bring in as much humanity as possible as well as the humor, she said. I've tried to make her a human being with dimensions.
2: We're, now we're reminiscing about George Clooney. And his hair. What do you think of it? Oh, it
0: was very nice and
13: stylish. <laughs> really? You like
0: that hockey hair look? Hey, back then? Yes. All right. <laughs> He's doing all right now, too. Sure is. You didn't really watch Fox of Life, though, right? No. Uh, I think we just weren't allowed to watch at that time. I was maybe too young. We were into more of the Cosby Show and Family Ties.
2: And other big hits of the 80s, -hmm. of course. And uh, sorry about getting those earworms stuck in your head.
0: (laughs) Final word on the weather? Sure. So hot and dry right through until Friday. That slight chance of showers on Friday is really in the late evening, maybe around 10 o'clock. But keep in mind we're still days away before the showers are expected on Saturday. Keep tuning back in while you make your weekend plans because who knows, that could change.
2: Not complaining, not complaining, not complaining. No, we do need the moisture. Oh, I mean about oh, the, the heat. heat. Oh, don't complain about the heat. Before you know it, summer. I, I know. I know. All right, that's it for us tonight. Have a good one.
7: And welcome to Vancouver. Who's ever in that plane?
2: <laughs>